Chapter 25 of The Tiger Rising The three of them walked through the woods in silence. Sistine and Rob chewed eight-ball gum, and Willie Mae smoked a cigarette, and nobody said a word. Lord God, said Willie Mae, when they came up to the cage. She stared at the pacing animal. Ain't no reason to doubt the fierceness of God when he made something like that, she said. Who was the fool that caged this tiger up? He belongs to Beauchamp, Rob told her. Beauchamp, said Willie May with disgust. She shook her head. One person in the world that don't need to be owning no tiger, and that's Beauchamp. See, said Sistine. It's not right, is it? Just like you told Rob about your bird, and now you had to let it go, and how you had to let it go. A bird, said Willie May. That's one thing. Tiger belonging to Beauchamp is another. Tell Rob that he should unlock the cage and let him go, Sistine demanded. I ain't, said Willie May. You gotta ask yourself what's going to happen to this tiger after you let him go. How's he going to live? Rob was flooded with sad relief. Willie May wasn't going to make him do it. He wasn't going to lose the tiger. Panthers live in these woods, argued Sistine. They survive. Used to, said Willie May. Don't know more. Sistine put her hands on her hips. You're not saying what you believe, she accused. You're not talking like a prophetess. That's because I ain't no prophetess, said Willie May. All I am is somebody speaking the truth. And the truth is, there ain't nothing you can do for this tiger except to let it be. It's not right, said Sistine. Right ain't got nothing to do with it, muttered Willie May. Sometimes right don't count. I can't wait until my father comes to get me, said Sistine. He knows what's right. He'll set this tiger free. Rob looked at Sistine. Your daddy ain't coming for you, he said softly, shaking his head, amazed at what he said suddenly knew to be the truth. My father is coming to get me, Sistine said through her tight lips. Nah, said Rob sadly. He ain't. He's a liar, like your mama said. You're the liar, said Sistine in a dark, cold voice. Her face was so white that it seemed to glow before him. And I hate you, she said to him. Everybody at school hates you. Even the teachers. You're a sissy. I hope I never see you again. She turned and walked away, and Rob stood and considered her words. He felt them on his skin, like shards of broken glass. He was afraid to move. He was afraid of how deeply they might go inside him. She don't mean it, said Willie May. She don't mean none of what she say right now. Rob shrugged. He bent and he scratched his legs as hard as he could. He scratched and scratched, digging his nails in deep, trying to get to the bottom of the itch that was there. Stop it, Willie May told him. Rob looked up at her. Let me tell you something, she said. I would love to see this tiger rise up on out of this cage. Yes, mm mm-hmm. I would like to see him rise on up and attack Beauchamp. Serve him right for keeping a wild animal locked up putting you in the middle of this, giving you the keys to this cage. Come on. 
She grabbed hold of Rob's hand. Let's get on up out of here. As they walked back to the Kentucky Star, Rob thought about what Willie May had said about the tiger rising on up. It reminded him of what she had said about a sadness needing to rise up. And when he thought about the two things together, the tiger and his sadness, the truth circled over him and above him and then came out and landed lightly on his shoulder. He knew what he had to do. Chapter 26 He left Willie May at the motel and went down the, ha- down the highway. Sistine! he shouted as he ran. Sistine! he screamed. And miraculously, he saw her, her orange dress with pink polka dots glowing on the horizon, Sistine Bailey. Hey! he shouted. Sistine, I got something to tell you. I'm not talking to you, she shouted back. But she stopped. She turned around and she put her hands on her hips. He ran faster. I come to tell you about the tiger, he said when he caught up with her. What about him? I'm fixing to let him go, said Rob. Sistine squinted her eyes at him. You won't do it, she said. Yes, I will, he told her. He reached into his pocket and pulled out the keys and held them in front of her proudly as if he had just conjured them out of thin air, as if they had never existed before. I'm going to do it, he said. I'm going to do it for you. Woo! Somebody screamed, and Rob turned and saw Beauchamp come, speeding right towards them in his red jeep. Oh, no, whispered Rob. Is it him? Sistine whispered. Rob nodded. Beauchamp pulled over to the side of the road, spraying mud and water everywhere. You out getting your exercise? He hollered. Rob shrugged. Speak up, roared Beauchamp. He got out of his jeep and came towards them. Rob quickly pocketed the keys. His heart thumped once loudly, as if it was cautioning him to keep quiet. And then it went back to beating normally. Well, looky here, said Beauchamp, when he saw Sistine. You out chasing girls, is that it? Man after my own heart, this your girlfriend? Beauchamp pounded Rob on the back. No, sir, said Rob. He looked at Sistine. She was staring so hard at Beauchamp that Rob was afraid the man might burst into flames. I got more goods for you, Beauchamp said. I left him back at the motel with Adabel. Yes, sir, said Rob. "'What's your name, little thing?' Beauchamp turned, said, turning to Sistine. Rob's heart gave another quick warning thump. Lord only knows what Sistine would say to Beauchamp. But Sistine, as always, surprised him. She smiled sweetly at Beauchamp. "'Sissy,' she said. "'Well, that's pretty,' said Beauchamp. "'That's the kind of name worth running down the road for.' He leaned over to Rob. Remember what we got going. You're keeping your manly secrets, ain't you? Yes, sir, said Rob. Beauchamp winked. His toothpick wiggled. I got some business in town, he said. Squeezed, he squeezed Rob's shoulder hard and then took his hand away. You and your girlfriend stay out of trouble now, you hear? Yes, sir, said Rob. Beauchamp swaggered back to the jeep and Rob and Sistine stood together and watched him get in and roar down the highway.
He's afraid, said Sistine. He's afraid of the tiger. That's why he's making you feed him. Rob nodded. That was another truth he had already known without knowing it. And the same as he had known that Sistine's father was not coming back. He must, he realized, know somewhere deep inside him more things than he had ever dreamed of. I'm sorry, he said, what I said about your daddy. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about my father, Sistine said. Maybe he is coming to get you. He's not coming to get me, Sistine tossed her head. And I don't care. It doesn't matter. What matters is the tiger. Let's go. Let's go set him free. Chapter 27 The first key slid into the first lock so smoothly that it made Rob dizzy with amazement. It was going to be so easy to let the tiger go. Hurry, Sistine said to him. Hurry up and get the other locks. He opened the second lock and the third and took them off one by one and handed them to Sistine, who, who laid them on the ground. Now open the door, she said. Rob's heart pounded and fluttered in his chest. What if he eats us? he asked. He won't, said Sistine. He'll leave us alone out of gratitude. We're his emancipators. Rob flung the door wide. Get out of the way, he shouted, and they both jumped back from the door and waited. But the tiger ignored them. He continued to pace back and forth in the cage, oblivious to the open door. Go on, Rob said to him. You're free, Sistine whispered. But the tiger did not even look in the direction of the door. Sistine crept forward and grabbed hold of the cage. She shook it. Get out, she screamed. Come on, she said, turning to Rob. Help me, help me get him out. Rob grabbed hold of the fence and shook it. Get, he said. The tiger stopped pacing and turned to stare at them, both clinging like monkeys to the cage. Go on, Rob shouted, suddenly furious. He shook the cage harder. He yelled. He put his head back and howled, and he saw that the sky above them was thick with clouds, and that made him even angrier. He yelled louder. He shouted at the dark sky. He shook the cage as hard as he could. Sistine put a hand on his arm. Shh, she said. He's leaving. Watch. As they stared, the tiger stepped with grace and delicacy out of the cage. He put his nose up and sniffed. He took one tiny step and then another, and then he stopped and stood still. Sistine clapped her hands and the tiger turned and looked back at them both with his eyes blazing, and then he started to run. He ran so fast it looked to Rob like he was flying. His muscles moved like a river. It was hard to believe that a cage had ever contained him. It didn't seem possible. The tiger went leaping through the grass, moving farther and farther away from Rob and Sistine. He looked like the sun rising and setting again and again, and watching him go, Rob felt his own heart rising and falling, beating in time.